Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Nice to see you all. And um, yeah, it's my privilege tonight to be able to continue the series of Reaching Out. And I think my little title is going to come up there, Reaching Out, Using Your Spiritual Gifts. Now, if you were here this morning, you would have heard Mindy bring an awesome message about spiritual gifts. And it wasn't as boring as my title up there. So I thought, I've got to come up with something else (laughs) to catch your attention. So how about this? Penguins and pocket knives. Now, at the end of tonight, I hope that at least (laughs) you will remember those words. Okay. All right. As Christians, we're designed to live and enjoy Live and enjoy, that's important, two ecosystems, the physical and the spiritual. One is seen, obviously, and one is unseen, but just as real. John Eldridge, in his book, Resilient, says that each of those ecosystems offers us graces for human flourishing. Sound good? (laughs) The human side of us is recharged in the world. The world, our Christian worldview tells us God made the world to sustain human life. The world will try and tell you it's the opposite to that. We just happen to be here, but it's not. It is meticulously (laughs) created to sustain human life and we recharge as human beings in the our physical world think about it. what do you do to recharge you might go for a walk in the bush like Rosie loves to do you might go to the beach and swim um, swimming in the ocean it might be reading a book and sitting in the sun it might be having coffee with friends but we recharge our soul don't we in our beautiful world that God has made for us When we walked through those um, streets of Italy, all we could think of was, he restores my soul. He was, and that's what he wants this world to do for us, sustain human, our human life. Uh, But as Christians, we were also created to live comfortably in the spiritual world. And prayer and worship are two things that help us go between those two worlds. Okay, penguins. What's this whole thing about penguins? Penguins came to my attention. They're so cute, aren't they? Okay, there was a this thing, this information's not that cute. But I heard it on the news. I'm a news news I love the world news. And there was a tragic story that um, at the end of last year, it is estimated that about 10,000 baby emperor penguin chicks, which are up on the screen, did not survive. Because of the temperature of the ocean, the polar ice had melted too quickly and they didn't have time to grow their waterproof feathers. 
So that was sitting in me and I was so sad because it doesn't sound right that a penguin would drown, (laughs) does it? Because they're so good in the water. But then in that same book that I was reading, he mentioned penguins and God got my attention. Penguins, okay, um, move comfortably in two worlds, okay? They nest on land, they sleep on land, they mate on land, they raise their chicks on land, but they are wonderfully skillful, aren't they, in the ocean, They actually can be a little bit awkward sometimes on land. (laughs) But not when they're on their tummies doing that whole gliding thing. That looks awesome. Uh, But they are graceful and elegant, aren't they, when they swim and dive and feed in the ocean. And we're meant to be like that. We are meant to dive and swim and enjoy the spiritual side of our life that we have been given through Jesus Christ. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we're in the world. So the world has designed to sustain our human life, but we're not of the world. We've been blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And all of my Bible college students said amen because we're doing Ephesians at the moment. (laughs) Okay. And so um, we are growing in Christ to be supernaturally natural and to be able to live in both of those worlds. When we leave the church building, do that spiritual side of us, do we pack it up like we get kids to pack up their toys and put them away? Do we pack it up and leave it here? No. Can I get a resounding no? No. We don't pack it up because it's who we are, isn't it? So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about that side of our life And how, what happens to that when we walk outside of the door? Well, we just heard that it's fully operational outside. But sometimes because we're we're human beings and we're in our world, we forget how wonderful this life we have in Christ is. That God connects with us, doesn't he, spiritually. And he wants us to be fully, just like our little penguins, fully Um, they're not technically amphibians, are they? Because they're mammals. But you know that you get the idea. The whole idea with the frogs are, if you took the land away or if you took the water away, they would die. So you can't just take... Is that true, James? Ask James these questions. (laughs) He's my go-to. Okay, so let's have a quick look. So what I'm doing tonight is just having a quick look. I hope what we're... What we do is get you a little bit excited about what God is doing in your life, how he's shaping you, how he's using you, how he wants you to actually enjoy your life, your Christian life. Okay, the Bible tells us there's different kind of gifts and we're going to read a verse in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. There's different kinds of gifts and I've written the Greek word there, charismata, okay? 
Now you'll see there's three different Greek words that come up in this verse, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now, there are different kind of gifts. So those Greek words help us to see, oh, they might have different purposes. They're a little bit different from each other. They're not all just whole as bowl as, you know, put into one, um, you know, group. So that helps us understand. So the first ones we're going to look at is in the Bible, there's three main passages with spiritual gifts. There are other spiritual gifts mentioned that I will talk about later, but the three main passages actually are divided into these three groups. So it's just wanting you to help you understand, okay, a little bit about them. The first one is found in Romans 12, and we can divide the three groups into Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I know, how amazing is that? God has purpose and plan behind everything. And these are the gifts. So go to the next slide where it says gifts of the Father. Or this is the charismata. And charismata gives you, because we get the word charisma from that word, don't we? So it's a little bit about who you are, your pers- how you operate. Um, sometimes they're called motivational gifts because it's sort of like the way you're wired. The way God has wired you, actually. Um, So um, these gifts, because they're sort of like your who, they impact identity. And so you will have at least one of these gifts. And so because they impact identity, they can be hindered or shaped by our world. They can be shaped by parenting. They can shape by family of origin, uh, birth order, woundedness. So that means that sometimes our gift may not emerge straight away. But as we're walking out our Christian life and God's doing healing, our gifting might come more clearer or have some clarity. But you will have at least one of these gifts. Okay, when we become a Christian, so we say this is the Father left his imprint on you when you were conceived. We were created in God's image and he leaves his imprint on every human being. And that's what this, the number seven is God's number, the number of completion. And so we have seven days in the week, you know, with seven days of creation. We have these seven gifts And they bring a beautiful, when we give our life then to Christ, he redeems us, doesn't he? We we just sang that beautiful, those beautiful words, redemption. He redeems us and our gift is redeemed. (laughs) That gift that he's imprinted on us is redeemed and given back to him for kingdom purposes. Okay? So that's those gifts. Let's go to the next slide. The next word, the gifts of the Son. Now, we've been hearing a lot about this because we really feel the Holy Spirit has led our church to embrace these five gifts, which is the number for grace, which is a great number, isn't it? Number five, the number that he has graced us for, to use these gifts in this. And we're hearing more about them, aren't we? As the leadership team are taking on this model as well. So these are gifts of the Son that are given to help the church thrive and flourish. 
because that's really the goal of the ecosystem, isn't it? That whatever's in it will thrive and flourish. And that's what these giftings do in a church body. They help it to thrive and flourish. And they are equipping gifts that help to raise up the body of Christ. We've been hearing about that. And the verse in Ephesians goes on to say that this is going to happen until when? Until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Do you become mature overnight? Did anyone take a while to grow up? Over here? Any, any yeses over there? <laughs> uh, you don't become mature overnight. We know that. So this is indicating a process. So whilst you, you might indicate a gift, it might be just in a smaller seed form. And it's exciting because you know, well then God, as I grow up, God will help those gifts to unfold in my life if he has that for you. You can't choose your gifting. <laughs> it's given to you. But I do believe you can reject it and I do believe you can bury it. So um, this is what we want to avoid, isn't it? We want to agree with God that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that he has left his imprint in, in, upon us, that he has given us good works to do on this earth as we work out our gifting. Next slide comes up. And these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, these are different. So there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and at the same time, there's nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. And it tells you that the number nine is really about the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And I would like to say that I believe the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit need to work together. Okay? And the, it's the fruit of the Spirit that will bring the maturity to be able to operate effectively in the gift. Do you know what I mean by fruit of the Spirit? When I say that, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So that's character, isn't it? So with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we need our character is there to help us sustain these wonderful giftings that God has given us. Now, what I love about these gifts of the Holy Spirit is... These gifts you can desire. It says you can eagerly desire um, the gifts. And they are really only de um, determined by the Holy Spirit being present in your life. So sometimes I, I say don't get too caught up with the gifts, but go after the Holy Spirit and see what he will do in your heart. Because we don't want to disqualify ourselves sometimes until we're, sometimes we think we're not ready. We need to know more, get some more knowledge. But the Holy Spirit is present with you. You are ready. You are ready for whatever he has for you. So can we have, just take a minute to talk a little bit about those gifts while they're up there. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we have a word of wisdom a word of knowledge, faith, discerning of spirits, gifts of healing, which we've heard about tonight. Okay, operating, guess where? Outside the walls of the church. How great was that? Did you, were you saved then already or did you say after that? 
then. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so we see that gift operating outside. Prophecy, working of miracles, different kinds of tongue and interpretation of tongues. Quickly, let's just see. Word of wisdom. Who knows that the world is crying out for wisdom (laughs) now? And here we have a beautiful gift ready for you in the Holy Spirit of wisdom to help you with life. Not just so all of the gifts are given to strengthen the body of Christ. That is a given. But like I said, you don't leave that, that gift at the door when you go home. When you're operating in life, you can listen to the Holy Spirit and he will guide you with wisdom. I believe many of you already work in this gifting and you're not, you're not really aware of it. God's leading you and guiding you, you know, and you just haven't called it this. I, in 2019, this is just a little example, we, ha- moved, we sold one house and we, ha- we bought another house under what we thought God's promptings. And Ivan gets the house on in his heart, but then I have to do the um, paperwork. You know what I mean? Get get the paperwork sorted. So I was going to the bank to get, you know, our loan um, sorted out. And I always pray and ask God for wisdom for these things because it's not one of my high strengths. I know a little bit about lots of things, but I don't know a lot about you know, some things, and I'm certainly not trained in that area. And so I was talking to the bank manager about our loan, and this is 2019. What happened in 2019? So this is right the beginning of the year, before any of that happened. And we know what's happened to interest rates since then, don't we? (laughs) So this is before all of that. And we were talking about whether I should take a variable rate or whether I should lock in. Now, something said to me within my heart, I think, I think the interest rates will start to go up <laughs> and um, I'm going to lock in. And he said, all right, that's okay. Um, how long do you want to lock in for? And out of my mouth comes, what, six years now, there's a long time to lock in for interest rate, but that's going to take me to 2025. Isn't that amazing? So I'm just saying that's a spirit of wisdom. I believe God helped me in that moment because I was, you know, with wisdom. He's given me such wisdom. A word of wisdom helps guide you through a, a difficult situation. I was in a confronting situation with my sister many years ago, and she was really... You know, I was having a fight with her, basically. She was having a fight with me. And I usually don't, I always respond okay with that. And I don't mind holding my own, especially in family things. But the Holy Spirit kept saying to me, do not defend yourself. Now, it's hard not to defend yourself when you feel like you're being unfairly spoken to. But I see the wisdom of God in that, in that, in the years that followed that. Our relationship was totally restored and I believe that if I had have, you know, engaged in that, the restoration would not have been as quickly, quick as it was. So God, that's your word of wisdom. A word of knowledge is knowledge that's available to you that doesn't come through your five normal senses. That is incredible. We see all these in the Bible. Um, we see 
examples of this in our New Testament. We see a word of knowledge when Jesus said to the woman at the well, you have had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband. You know, I had my, my daughter was sick, I think 15, and she had a friend over. And um, I thought they were in their bed asleep. Basically, they'd escaped out of our home. And, um, and we found out it was dark. It was late at night. And Ivan was driving around like a mad idiot in the car trying to find them. And I was praying in tongues. I still had little Claire home. And um, I'm at the front praying in tongues, desperate for God to help me. And into my spirit comes a place where I think they are. And I said, I rang him and I said, I I think they're at this place. And he said, they're not. I've been there and they're not there. But it wouldn't leave me. So I got in the other car with my dressing gown on and my pyjamas and slippers. And I went there. And I had my, my headlights were basically going out into the bush. And no one was there. And I got out of the car. And you can only imagine any parent in the room, the um, state of sickness that my stomach was in <laughs> in that moment, not just my child, but someone else's child who was in my care. Um, anyway, long story short, I saw a flicker in the, in the um, bush, like a watch had got caught in the light of the thing. And the mother in me, <laughs> the mother voice came out and I called out, Brooke, come out here right now. And to my absolute shock, she did. And they were there. But it's a very long story to say that, wow, God gave me a word of knowledge. I don't operate in that all the time, but sometimes I do. Um, Faith. We heard about healing. We won't go into all the gifts because I do want to do something. I want God to bring something out. Put the um, little thing, a picture of the pocket knife. Because I promised you a pocket knife, didn't I? Um, Now, this is just a basic Swiss pocket knife. But it does have nine little things on it. Just like our nine spiritual gifts. And that's the thing that God showed me a few years ago when he said, you know... Just like the pocket knife, I was talking to Harold, who, who was 100 at that time. He was in the war and he said, if you had a pocket knife, you can do anything, you know. And God started talking to me about our spiritual gifts. It's almost like this pocket knife in our, in our pocket. There might be one or two of those that you use all the time, like the knife or... We actually, you don't use them anymore because you might go to jail if you get caught with one. But anyway, you get the idea, don't you? <laughs> This is in your pocket. This is the spiritual gifts that are available to you. One or two you might naturally use all the time. And the others are there. Just like me with that word of knowledge, God can impart that to you if he needs to get it to you. Um, Now, we might just go to the very last verse. Oh, Oh, no. Can I go to the one that says things to remember when reaching out? I've got so many stories. God is sovereign in evangelism. God loves your family, friends and humanity more than you do. Let go of guilt. It's not helpful. Be yourself. 
and pray, is what I would say. God's not going to not save someone because you said the wrong word or didn't say a word, okay? His power is so much more powerful than that. But the wonderful thing is he invites us into the process to work with him in this. It's certainly him, God who saves, but he, comes, he lets us come alongside and, and be part of this. It's incredible. I was in a playgroup when my children were younger and we ran the playgroup with a specific goal of reaching our community with the love of God. And we did that faithfully year after year after year. It was in the community hall in Dudley. The playgroup grew to 70, 80, 90. But we hadn't really seen the fruit of what we thought would happen. You know, we had ministered to one girl who got cancer. We'd invited some of them to church. But we hadn't really seen, you know, the diff- were we making a difference, I guess, is the question we were asking. And this one day I was there early and I'm lugging out those chairs out of that cupboard as we did and set up all the toys. And I had a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And I said, where are all the people who are desperate to know you, who need you in their life? are they? They've got to be somewhere. (laughs) Anyway, that day at the end of the meeting, a new lady had arrived that day and she came up to me and she said, what's different about you girls? There's something different about you and I need it. (laughs) Wow. God had heard my prayer. And so I was able to say we're Christians. And a long story short, I said, would you like to meet uh, for a coffee once a week and we can talk about what it is to be a Christian? She said, I'd love to do that. At the end of the little sessions that we had, she gave her heart beautifully to the Lord. Her name was Rhonda Bailey and many of you actually know Rhonda. She went on then to actually share the love of God with so many people. But God just allowed me that little opportunity to partner with him. It was nothing to do with me. But that was me using my gift, meeting with her and talking about scriptures. There's other times I've just done the invite, especially when I was younger. Just invite them to church. You know, I I got brave and invited two people, all my friends at um, work to church, and only two people responded They came to my church and the next day I thought, I can't wait to have the conversations. And I was talking to them and they said, oh, gee, that guy was cute. And I said, oh, he's married, you know, and and, I got all, I thought, oh, this isn't, this hasn't worked at all. (laughs) You know, they're going to end up breaking up marriages. So I didn't really ask them too much more to come to church. Many years later, many years later, we're sitting at Redhead Beach And on the table behind me, there's two ladies. And in the end, they caught our eye and said, Donna. And they were the two girls who had said yes to coming to church. They had both become Christians. They both had severe illnesses. One had cancer and one had a a shocking illness where all of her skin burnt. And they said, do you remember when you asked us to church. I said, yes, 
I didn't think it had made any difference at all. And they said, we, I reconnected with my faith during my illness. When we had the funeral for Catherine here, every single one of those girls that were at the table that didn't come to church were here in our church. How amazing is that? God doesn't leave one stone unturned. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. Okay, my nose just ran. Sorry. Okay, last verse. We're going to go to the Hebrews one, and I'm, I promise I'll finish. This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it with signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. The word for distributed here is inheritance. An inheritance is not earned. It is a gift, isn't it? You get the inheritance because you're related to someone. It's a gift given to you. And it's the will. Well, the will of God is that he has given you gifts. It's your inheritance. You're not going to miss out. It is your inheritance. It is your birthright. And so I guess I want to pray. I want to encourage you along with the book of Philemon where it says I pray that you will be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ and I can tell you and I know everyone here who's ever preached a message where someone has responded will know there is no greater joy than to think God allowed you to be part of someone else's story It's not about you, but he allowed you to partner with him. And so I encourage you on your reach out. Love people. Just love them. Stumble along if you have to. But get excited about that God can use you and he will use you. Understand who you are, your giftings, your birthright. Don't relinquish it like Cain did. Don't relinquish or let go of your birthright. You will find such fulfillment as you walk out that gifting, you know. And as God does a healing work in your life, your gifts will come to the fore. Don't stress too much about it. About it but that as you work out that gifting, God gets the glory. We partner with him and we reach out to others with the love of Jesus. Um, so... That's our message for tonight. Remember the penguin? Two worlds we get to live in. Two ecosystems. Our beautiful world that God created. But also a spiritual reality that will outlast this physical world. And we can be, you know, we wonderfully enjoy both. Remember our pocket knife. We're fully equipped and ready for anything. We can lean into the Holy Spirit. We can ask Him to lead us and guide us. We can desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
And then maybe God will partner with us to bring something fresh, you know, from the Spirit into the body of Christ, into each other, but also into the worlds where we live. Okay, can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, first of all, you saved us. We know you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for going after us, Lord. And I pray for everyone here, Lord, that tonight they have a sense that you have gone after them that you have left your imprint on their life, that you have given them gifts that are gifts for the world, that they can make a difference. They are making a difference here and they're making a difference in the world where you've got them. Lord, I pray that they'll have a sense of how exciting um, their lives can be in you. And Father, I pray for anyone here who doesn't have that connection with you, who hasn't had their spirit regenerated in Christ, who hasn't said yes to Jesus, I pray that they might do that soon, even now. And if that's you and you're here tonight and you would like to say yes to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. I'm going to pray a simple prayer and you can pray along with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now just as I am with all my faults and all my failures. I realise I have been separated from you from my sin. I know that Jesus died on the cross for me, that I might be forgiven. Please forgive me. And I pray that I can draw close to you now Come live in my heart. Reside in me through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please come. I'd love to pray with you and give you a Bible. Please come and see me after the service. Um, That would be great. You know, I need to tell just some young people some things. Some things you might have asked God for when it comes to spiritual gifts and you feel like he's holding back. It's not to do with you. It's to do with what we talked about before, inheritance. They're in trust for you. They're in a trust fund. You know how sometimes people get an inheritance and they're too small to know what to do with it and they wait till they're 21 or something like that? Or if you're given something too early, what do you do with it when you don't know what to do with it? Yeah. That's what can happen. So sometimes God just needs you to grow in maturity. It's there for you, just like an inheritance. No one else can have it. It's yours. It's there for you. He's given it to you. He's just using what you're going through now to build that maturity, to build the gifts, to to build the fruit of the Spirit in your life, to be able to hold the very thing the desire is put on your heart. So don't give up. That's my word for you. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit mccroylifechurch.com.au.